welcome to the Boost Up a podcast, a journey to self-discovery. I am your host, Khulud Smail, and if you didn't hit the subscribe button yet, please do so you won't miss any of the episodes. Today, Heather, we will talk about recovery coaching. And as you are a recovery coach, you work with the clients to support their recovery. So tell us who benefits from recovery coaching and how does community as a component of recovery coaching come into that? So recovery coaching um, is for people who are struggling with something that is out of balance in their life. So for example, it could be drug or alcohol and substances, but it also could be relationships, it could be food, it could be shopping, it could be social media, it could be it, you know, video games, gambling, uh, exercise. It really, if something in your life that you are doing turns into almost something you have to do compulsively, that even if you don't want to do it, you still do this, this, whatever it is. Um, and also, if it starts to impact areas of your life, like work, your social relationships, your personal relationships, um, you know, in terms of, of it's kind of taking over your life. And even if you try to cut back and even if you try to stop, you really struggle with that. So that's kind of the person who might need to seek a recovery coach. And this is someone who's experiencing mental health um, problems in addition. So you can do both. You might be able to go see a therapist and work with a recovery coach. Um, but I just want to be very clear that, you know, as with all coaching, same thing with recovery coaching, we work on the here and now and setting goals for the future. We don't work on mental health related um, symptoms and, and those need to be handled by a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not like going to the root cause that why this person is addicted. It's about how now and for the future, this person can go on and go out of this situation, as I understand. Absolutely. So when you're struggling with something, it is very important to find the root cause. You know, people are um, in recovery for a lot of reasons. And Trauma is definitely something that impacts people and grief and loss. And, and there's definitely a need for therapy in, um, in, in that case. What I focus on is how do we move forward? What kind of support does the client need? What changes need to be made in their daily living to support their recovery? Um, you know, a lot of times this is such an ingrained part of our lives that every part of our life is built around this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very much a, a, a challenge to change those patterns, to change those habits, to, to adjust. And the benefit of the recovery coach is you have someone that can support you while you do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah. And uh, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the addiction to, uh, you know, social media and uh, being online for a long time, because I think 
especially this last year with the pandemic and everything turning to be online uh, with the benefit of it in one hand but on the other hand we, we we can see for example even with the with our children we can see how much they are spending you know how long how many hours they are spending uh, on their machines and uh, I was wondering, uh, so in those community recovery community, do you do you have specific age or is it uh, for different age? Like you would take teenagers as well. Would teenagers benefit from those recovery community? So I would, I would take it case by case. You know, in my past work as an art therapist, I definitely work with adolescents and children, you know, not children in terms of recovery is not really necessarily appropriate, but teenagers. But I think with teenagers, I might look at just kind of an educational platform, you know, an educational, like this is how things can get out of control. This is what a healthy balance could look like. What does that look like for you? Because, you know, we have a lot of information in our society that tells us everything from any technology is bad to technology is not bad because it teaches us how to operate in a modern world. So what's really important is that the client decides what's, what is the right balance for them mm. and what is what works for them. Um, and as well as, you know, in terms of, of kind of the past and the history of, of addiction, we say, you know, you, you have to hit rock bottom. Your life has to be out of control. And that's not actually true. You can seek recovery and seek recovery coaching when you just feel like things are out of balance or not quite right. You don't have to be at rock bottom. It's actually preferable that you're not, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that, you know, you brought up a good point with the teenagers and it highlights that it needs to be individualized. The client needs to set what, what that looks like for them, what recovery looks like for them, as well as we don't need to get to a place where we're at rock bottom. So working with teenagers to understand what a healthy balance is might really help for something getting uh, an issue getting becoming a real problem. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. It's exactly because they deny actually, it's not, we, we don't need to wait until the situation is very severe to start working on it. Why not we do the precaution earlier and education is actually the best way, the best way like educate those teenagers, what can happen, which role, you know, which role they are taking by continuing doing, doing so. So that's a really very good idea to do it because I feel, and um, I don't know about you, but I, from what I see and I have a teenager myself, this is a big, the biggest challenge is really uh, social media and being distracted day and night all the time. Like we really have to have fight to get this mobile out from the room to be able to really have some control in place to, to have some rest <laughs> at least, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I don't think it's just teenagers, you know, I think that teenagers use a different type of social media, <laughs> which maybe the adult world doesn't value as much. And so we say, oh, you're just on that, you know, you're just on TikTok or you're just on video games. And as an adult, they're doing work, they're checking work emails. So we had a different level, we assign that there's value to that, right? Mm. But if you look at it across the board, it's just distraction. Mm. 
whether it's TikTok, whether it's work emails, if it's if you're constantly on your phone and you're not engaging with the people around you, it doesn't matter what's on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy, right? Yeah. So I think in terms of of um, both areas, adults and 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 adolescents and children, you know, when I was a kid, we couldn't bring the TV with us. You know, we couldn't bring videos, uh, a computer into a restaurant. That's essentially what, you know, we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with anything, it's about balance. Yeah. I, I'm not one that believes in no electronics and I'm, you know, I see the value in them, but what is the balance? If, if you and I are at a dinner table and we are not talking because we're looking at our phone, mm-hmm. that's imbalanced. Yeah, you know, so. absolutely. Yeah, it's it's this moderation in 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 how do we use it and when and have this balance. I agree with you regarding the adults as well. And the only different point I see is that their brain is still developing. And I hundred percent agree. You know, it is a forming brain for sure. And so here's an interesting kind of the neuroscience behind addiction is that you know. Our brains are stimulated and we have dopamine that's released and that creates a pleasure sense in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. Video games, exercise, drugs, alcohol, sugar, all of those things create a dopamine response in your brain, as well as engaging in a meaningful way with another human being also creates a dopamine response. So both the adult and the adolescent, when they're engaged in those activities, it's creating dopamine in their brain. It's making them feel happy. There's a pleasure response. And as it progresses, you need more and more of that stimulus to create the dopamine response. And this is the cycle of addiction. Yeah. And the way to break that is to engage in meaningful relationships and to engage in a community where you feel supported, which is one of the, this, the topic of today is the community. Mm-hmm. This is why it works because you are able to gain dopamine, pleasure response, positive um, feelings by engaging with other people. So one of the aspects of, of recovery coaching is a community. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, in my practice, I wanna move a client from individual to group coaching because now we've started with other people, but we're still topic focused. We're still working on specific elements of recovery and supporting recovery. And then the third phase is a community where um, those clients are able to engage in a meaningful way they know that they're going to be supported. There's not judgment that they have. They're among a group that they have a shared experience. Mm-hmm. And that's a place when they can go and feel supported and feel good about themselves, which then continues to continue their recovery, continues to support their recovery. We have seen throughout uh, the world the benefits of the 12-step programs. You know, those are effective because they provide a space for individuals to be with other people who have similar experiences Mm 
mm-hmm. and they can share their stories without judgment, without fear of retribution. It's safe. So that safe, supportive relationship is a really, really important part of recovery. Now, not everyone um, fits or feels that 12 step programs work for them for whatever reason, that's fine. What so, is that 12 step uh, program? Sorry. 12 step programs are programs like Alcoholics Anonymous, um, Overeaters Anonymous. Um, there's a, a whole world in the 12 step program, but basically it's individuals that come together who have a similar struggle and there's a, a support structure that's provided and they have me- weekly, daily meetings. Um, and they share their, you know, their experience with one another and support one another. And it's free mm-hmm. and it's accessible to everyone, regardless of who you are. Um, and so that's a very, very, very amazing resource. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, it doesn't fit everyone. Yeah. Um, and so there's lots of different places where a lot of different recovery communities, a lot of different places that you can find people. And one of the things within my practice that I want to create is an art-based community. So mm-hmm. if I'm working with a client and we've been doing art and I've been showing them how they can use art to heal, how they can use art to express themselves, then having a community that reflects those um, values it's just a continuation. So the goal is for not for me to be involved all the time. The goal is to, to allow, give them the, the tools. All the members of this community, they have gone through similar situations so they can have empathy or compassion to each other. Plus the non- being non-judgmental, it's like a comfortable and safe atmosphere to be in and to share and learn from each other as well and support each other. Yeah, 100%. And in the neurology of it, Mm -hmm. that stimulates the brain in another way and helps with the cravings, helps with, with, you know, it helps with avoiding the behavior that you're trying to change. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Uh, people can meet from different parts of the world, from different, uh, is it like they all have to have similar addiction or they can have different kind of addiction to be in a one community? Like do you meet people from who are addicted to alcohol with people who are addicted to relationship or to social media? So it's a great question. So there's two kind of two roads on that. Um, there are groups, most of the recovery groups are organized by uh, at least one common factor. So whether it's the addiction or whether it's your gender mm-hmm. or whether it's your cultural community. So there are women's recovery networks and, and communities that you go to a, a meeting and you just need to be in recovery from from whatever, you can be in recovery from anything, but you're a woman in recovery or you identify as a woman. Um, So that's the common element. In other, um, in the 12 step meetings, the general guidelines is that you are all recovering from, or you're in that meeting to discuss your recovery from alcohol or substances or food or shopping. 
or work, whatever it is. So it's both, you know, it can be, and that's really what I was saying about, you know, one community may not feel like a good fit for you, but there are others. And always the community will come, the role of the community will come after the individual have already gone, gone through some coaching sessions uh, related to his or her um, specific situation. And then the community comes like, like the last step in the recovery. Is it like that? In my approach, the way that I want to work with clients, um, they start an individual or they start in group, but ideally they start an individual, then they go to group coaching and then they are transitioned into the community. Mm -hmm. um, however, maybe someone comes to me for recovery coaching and we identify that they want to be part of a 12-step community or if they want to be part of a women's recovery community, that would start right away. Okay. You know, the community that I offer is the art-based recovery coaching mm -hmm. community. Um, so with kind of a good recovery plan, you need multiple places. Mm -hmm. You need multiple, you need support in a lot of different areas. Um, so having, that's why I was saying it's individualized. You come and sit with this client and say, okay, what do you need? What, what's, what's your personality? What, what are you going to seek? Are you going to be someone that needs face-to-face -face with, you know, be able to interact with your community face-to-face -face, or do you want to do it online? You know, do you need to add a therapist into this? Do you need a new to work on your nutrition to support is, you know, like what, and that's where the recovery coaching comes in. We, we work with the person as a whole. Mm -hmm. So it's not just you come to me and we just work on one element. That's the part where it's, you're working on how you can make this the most successful recovery plan that this client, because there's a lot of elements that go into it. Just like defining, um, all the needs that they can come together to have a holistic plan for that uh, client so it can be effective not like focus on one area and forget the rest because each area can affect each other a hundred percent and I like to use the analogy of a toolbox mm -hmm. never do you go into a situation a repair situation yeah. with one tool <laughs> you can't do all things with a hammer right yeah. so you really have to have multiple tools mm -hmm. to be able to do any job and that's kind of what I see recovery coaching is is this the, my goal is to help this client really feel their toolbox with a variety of tools mm -hmm. that they can utilize um, because I'm taking away the tool that doesn't work, not I am, but we are taking away the tool that doesn't work mm -hmm. because alcohol or sugar or whatever, it worked. Social media, it worked. It makes you feel good. And now we're saying, well, you are coming to me and saying, you don't want to use this tool anymore. <laughs> it's, it's broken. So, okay. So let's create a toolbox where you don't have to use this tool anymore. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Very interesting. Is there anything you would like to add uh, at the end? Well, I am extremely passionate about recovery coaching because I myself am in recovery. Uh, I just celebrated four years and I really uh, am passionate about helping people to 
change. I think a lot, you know, I think that there's a lot of stigma around addiction and, and a lot of, and it's a very complicated situation, but I'm one that can say that it's possible. And it's something that I work on, on a daily basis. And um, it's the best thing that I ever did. And if you're interested in what I'm doing, I have a website, which is the um, art for life coaching. Mm-hmm. And so you can find me there as well as there's an art for life coaching, Instagram page. Um, and a Facebook page. Uh, what a mission you have. And uh, I can see um, how much it's needed in, the, in our life because the, as we just talked about, the forms of addiction has increased and increased. And every day we're adding new things into that addiction basket that it is um, affecting everybody's life. And, uh, thank you very much, Heather. Thank you very much. I really have enjoyed our conversations. This is what I have got for this episode. And if you love it, please share it on your Facebook or Instagram story. And tag me at holud.ismail, K-H-O-L-O-U-D dot I-S-M-A-I-L. And remember, sharing is caring. And I wish you a wonderful day.